0: Hey, what's up, wicked ones? We're back, and we're spooky, and we're spooky, and it's like a was it a full moon? Yeah, I think so. And there's a there's man, the man in it. It's we got all the things for tonight. So it's perfect. Oh, oh, there goes my voice. Tonight, <laughs> tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this should be a good episode. Oh, and this is Tara, and this is Jen.
1: <laughs> what's going and, on? Uh, not a whole lot. We're coming to the end of spooky season. It's I'm really so sad. sad. It's mm-hmm. really sad. But we did get to introduce the kids to the Ouija board. Yes, we did. So the spirit who lives <laughs> in my house is 809 or 890.
0: I think it was 809.
1: Mm-hmm. Begins 809.
0: with an R. Begins with an R. Female.
1: Female. That's mm-hmm. all we know. We'll keep you guys posted when we find At out more. At that point,
0: the kids were like, and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> so then we we switched it up and we got the... Uh, charcuterie, the, the snacky charcuterie board that you made that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Rice Krispie Treats and Nerds, this is so unlike her, you guys. She's I like know. the one that takes everybody's candy away and oh says, no. I'm terrible. We're giving these to the I am dentist.
1: Like, <laughs> yes. I collect candy and drop it off at the dentist. You do. I do. Yeah. So I am trying really hard I was to proud be more of flexible. You.
0: It was amazing. It, and
1: that Nerd candy corn?
0: Yum. So good.
1: But every time someone would reach for another Rice Krispie Treat, I was like, Jen, you put them out there. It's okay.
0: It's okay. Just <laughs> let them eat all of them. I'm Oof. not a fan of those Rice Krispie Treats. I think they're nasty. I like
1: homemade ones, but the kids love them. They do. Do you? Do you? I'm not really a Rice Krispie Treat no. person. I like the... What oh, that's the what I brought for my birthday, Scotchers. like, every year. The like, special K bars. Well, they're like the rice krispie with peanut butter, and oh, then yeah, they yeah. put like the yeah, chocolate on the syrup top and the, and all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if I'm going for it, I'm going for it. <laughs> I want all the things, <laughs> all, all the toppings the things combined. No, that's a good one. Um. So then, then we did Honda Killer. Honda Killer. Super oh my fun. gosh, Stella loves it. She wants to do another one. Ava did too. But
0: yeah. how? Like, how many times did you want to just bang your head on the table because all the kids had something different in their hands and oh, everybody wanted to talk at the same time? N-
1: no, I, for that did not bother me. The escape oh. room, that didn't bother you. That bothered me. I wanted to shut the kids in the casket. Oh, you
0: grounded your children in, I, in that room. <laughs> I lost her phone. It was so (laughs) annoying. They're all like Oh god, no, I couldn't handle it. I was like, We need to go in order and you need to talk about this and we need to talk, but we need to lose this stuff. That didn't bother
1: me as much as the escape room. I don't know. They enjoyed it though. They did. Julia walks around and I was saying, It's always it's always the husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you know. So it's her new tagline. It's always the husband. Right, Mom? I'm like, right. That's awesome. No, it was good. I don't
0: want to give it away, but we did death at the dive bar and the kids loved it. I mean, the kids are 12, 13, 9, and 8. So, yeah. They did all right with it. They thought it was fun. Yeah. They took notes. It was two hours. I mean, it was two hours. But they took it
1: seriously. They did. And enjoyed it. So, if you guys are on the fence about trying it with your kids, go for it.
0: Yeah, it was a good... It, it wasn't bad. It was It, was, it wasn't... The details um, weren't...
1: The details weren't over the top to make it uncomfortable for kids. No. They, no okay. I thought it was fine. Nothing more than they would see on the news or Yahoo.
0: Mm-hmm. This is true. So or hear from one of us, <laughs> we
1: this terrify is, them this way more than that game would. Very true.
0: Um. Yeah. The other thing we were talking about was maybe checking out that uh,
1: haunted house. Where? I think it's Statesville, Statesville? so that's the state prison or mm-hmm. former state prison that's... Yeah. Um, supposedly their last year. A haunted to do it house sounds right really, up my I mean, alley. We're probably not going to get to Alcatraz anytime soon, so we might as well check out the. <laughs> we next might want to go there. We can pretend. We'll look it up online, and if you guys have any, like, haunted houses you guys go to or any crazy experiences, mm-hmm. uh, let us know.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're not doing the McKamey Manor, obviously, but oh, we'll God. do a haunted house, a regular,
1: normal, or family a experience.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or family experience. Well, I'm excited to hear your story this week. And I think everybody else is too, because this is closing out Halloween is a lot of pressure tonight, Jen. I think
1: I got it. I think I got it. I think I I got a good one. What you got?
0: What you got for me?
1: It's another haunt. Um, But it's different than what we've talked about in the past. So if you don't already know, my day job is in a hospital. I'm an ultrasound tech. So we always talk about how we think the hospital is haunted, but not haunted per se, because I mean, just so many people have died there. I mean, right. But I'm lucky to work for a religious entity. So we are blessed all the time. And I think that makes us feel safe.
0: Do you ever just stop a nun in the hallway and say, sister, can you please bless me?
1: Um, no, but we do blessings and they bless Mm -hmm. our hands. Okay. Um, so I, they, I have been blessed by the nuns many times. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. No, I think that would make me feel better.
1: Yeah. No, it's they'll, they'll randomly stop and, like, pray for you Aww. if you let them. and. That's amazing. Um, I like that. It's a very um, – it's very comforting. Mm-hmm. I can see it's that. It's very comforting. And there's been many times where I've been in, like, a patient's room, and the family will ask us to pray together, and it's, it's a positive. I'm not entirely – super uber religious, but, um, can Canyon, Canyon Canyon's at the door.
0: Toy. He brought his toy to the door. He did.
1: If you hear heavy breathing, it's not me or Tara. It's my dog <laughs> at the door wanting to be part of the podcast. Yeah. Um, he's trying to add that spooky. <gasps> <laughs> he is. And it's working <laughs> if it wasn't for the licking in between. <laughs> totally. So I started looking into haunted hospitals, medical mm-hmm. facilities and I found one that especially caught my attention. Have you ever heard of the trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I haven't. And today you will. Ooh, where is it located? It's in West Virginia. Mm. Um, I've been to West Virginia. You have? Yeah,
0: I went whitewater rafting
1: once. Oh, that's fun. So fun. Definitely not spooky. Mm-hmm. No. So... <laughs> The Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is located in Weston, West Virginia, and it operated between eighteen sixty four and nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. So this isn't. That yeah, no, this long is. Ago. Yeah. It's truly a beautiful building. It looks like a castle. Ooh. I it was. Like it's really pretty. It was constructed between eighteen fifty eight and eighteen eighty one with the best intentions. Can I just
0: say really quick, why don't we have
1: castles here? Like, there's castles
0: everywhere. You gotta go to Ireland or Scotland or somewhere cool to, like, tour a castle. We don't have that Not here. Not in the Midwest. We That's don't, sad. We, don't, we don't do
1: castles here.
0: Are there any castles here? Mm,
1: I haven't seen one.
0: <laughs> I'm just sad about I'm it. I'm gonna Google anyway. castles in the Midwest
1: and I'll take you there
0: for your I birthday. Wanna go. Okay. <laughs>
1: So, like I said, um, it was built with the best intentions for 250 patients. That seems like a lot. No, now, not, that's really, really, not a lot. Not for a, a specific hospital like mm. this, I don't think. Um, the facility was to b- provide a peaceful sanctuary to the mentally ill. So this is rivaling the current beliefs. You know, back then it was that the mentally ill needed to be contained and restrained they weren't really given the opportunity to live
0: mm-hmm. amongst to, like, other and... people yeah
1: so the property was set on 666 acres
0: wow okay
1: Six, that's a lot 666 50 people oh so, oh oh <laughs> yeah and the building was finalized with 13 buildings
0: oh so 13 uh, I I see where you're
1: going with this now. Yeah. It took me a yeah. second. Yeah. But you'll see why they needed so much property. Mm-hmm. So it was designed to be self-sufficient. It had a farm with livestock, it had a dairy farm, water, gas well, even a cemetery on the ground. So it mm-hmm. had everything. It eventually even had a medical center with a morgue.
0: Okay.
1: Um, patients were taught a skill or a trade, so they would learn to make clothes or linens, work in the garden, care for the livestock. Everything was made on site. Okay. You know, bed sheets, you name it. They were completely self-sufficient. And the concept was to make the patients feel like at home, cared for, purposeful. But we know if that actually happened, we wouldn't be talking about that today
0: uh okay mm-hmm. yeah well i was gonna say this is this sounds really amazing like it sounds who put really this nice. together like, i'm who gonna tell the, you who can't wait <laughs> They
1: de- did it to you <laughs> i know you're like who came up with this <laughs> the design of the facility was unique and the brainchild of philadelphia psychiatrist thomas story kirkbride kirkbride designed the psychiatric hospitals based on his theories regarding housing and healing of the mentally ill so he believed that the environment and the exposure to natural light and air circulation was very important for their well-being.
0: Okay.
1: He wanted patients to be able to look out the window and see nature and open spaces. Opposed to in the past, they see bars on their windows, fences. You know, they were, they were always locked up. Yeah. Um, most of his, his design was the same. There was a little bit of variation, but the most common thing that it was a batwing fo- floor plan. So imagine a large building in the center and Mm -hmm. then with numerous, like, wings coming off. Okay. 12-foot ceilings to allow for openness and, like, breezy airflow. I mean, crazy. The windows were placed. So each patient had a private room with a window. And the windows, the way they were designed, they were across the hall from each other. So it would allow, like, all the natural light to, like, shine all the way through. Okay. yeah, I mean, it sounds, sounds amazing. Like a dream, thus right?
0: Far. Yeah, yeah.
1: You should also know that the walls were two and a half feet thick. Okay. For privacy. Okay. Or to muffle screams. Uh huh. Whichever you want to believe. I'm going to post pictures this time because I want you guys to see this. I promise I will do it this time. I have so many pictures of this place and the design. It's fascinating and it looks gorgeous. So this guy like
0: this I'm I'm sensing so he this guy w- did not have the best intentions or no, he, did. he did. No he did. And, and so, there's like okay.
1: seventy other three hospitals that were built in the same exact okay. So he was trying style. to do, t- truly do a good thing here. He was okay. like, yes, he was a crusader for the mentally ill at this time. He was going against the grain. Everyone thought you know? I love that. Yeah, he yeah. I mean he really did have the best intentions. Patients were allowed to, allowed to roam the property freely. So, I mean, that's great. The only thing I did find alarming is that patients weren't allowed to have visitors. They couldn't receive gifts or mail, nor could they send anything out. Really? Oh, I don't but like I don't. That. No, it's really creepy. I don't know what the care plans are there. You know, was it some patients were there for life, some patients just were admitted for a time, and then maybe they could leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did find that alarming, though.
0: Well, yeah, because then you can't check on your loved ones if, you know... Well,
1: you could call and speak with staff. Yeah, but... You can't talk to them. That's, yeah, that's a problem. That is a problem. So here's my history lesson. I'm sorry for those who hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're welcome for those who appreciate it. I love it. Um, Building began in 1858. The work was done by a combination of prison laborers and skilled stonemen that were brought in from Germany and Ireland. That's some serious diversity. I told you, you had to go out of the country to get people to come build a castle. Yeah. You got that right. Construction was halted in 1861 during the Civil War. Uh, the portions of the hospital that were built at that time became Camp Tyler for the Union. So barracks were set up in the southern wing, and then the main building was used as a stable. Okay. In 1862 and 1863, the Union troops were dislodged by Confederate raids. And then in 1863, West Virginia was administered into the U.S. as a state, and the hospital was renamed West Virginia Hospital for the Insane. Okay. Okay. But mm-hmm. all is not well, because in 1864, the facility was again raided by the Confederates, and all the food, clothing provisions that was intended for the first patients was all taken. Aww. They took it on. Okay. So, I mean, this place had a lot of history Mm -hmm. before it even started taking patients. I can't imagine what was going on there in that building during the Civil War.
0: Oh, right. It could already tell stories. Oh, right, right. That's what I was thinking.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So let's get down to the business of the hospital. In October of 1864, the first patient was admitted. The very first patient was a housewife who had domestic trouble. Okay. You see where this is going? I see
0: where this is going.
1: According to the first logbook at the hospital, reasons for patient admission include grief, congestion of the brain, feebleness of intellect, seduction, and novel reading. What? what? Tara, you're locked up. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> That's not good. I had at least three of those. <laughs> it's
1: that. It's.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you see
1: it. So it appeared in the beginning asylums were used as, for lack of better terms, like a dumping ground for the unwanted, right? Husbands would have their wives committed when they couldn't deal with them anymore or they were simply going to move on. You know, they weren't... When they turned 40? (laughs) Probably, but it seemed like they didn't want to deal with them anymore. There's talks of, like, them being depressed or having thoughts of their own. God forbid. You know, then you end up in the asylum. Some other reasons, these are ridiculous, that people are committed. Listen to this. Oh, God. Laziness, religious enthusiasm, menopause, what? superstition, domestic trouble, masturbation, and tuberculosis. I think we could make quite a list oh. of people that are going to the asylum. Well, Yeah.
0: I don't even know what to say to that. No, that's isn't that crazy. sad? No, that's really sad. That's pretty much, pretty much it, 90% so of the population that you could just commit anyone that you wanted to for whatever reason.
1: Exactly, Tara. Yeah. It's
0: like a witch hunt. It's scary. Oh, it's real scary. Yeah.
1: Get out of line and you're going to get chopped off.
0: Yeah. I so, bet that was a big one with the kids. Hey, you don't do, <laughs> oh my you don't God. do your homework. We're sending you to the asylum for asylum.
1: laziness.
0: There so you, you go. Can,
1: I mean, I imagine that maybe these just weren't worded properly. Maybe laziness was just depression. Maybe. Like, lack... You, I, got, I, you, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to look at this with rose-colored glasses <laughs> and thinking... Okay, yeah. That looking or,
0: at... Yeah, okay. I don't know about the novel reading. I can't come up with anything on that. No
1: mm-hmm. not on that one, but... Yeah. Maybe just... But I think novel reading, maybe someone who is overly... That um, was the word I'm thinking. Of? I don't know, like obsessed with no, something? overly imaginative. Someone okay. who's like, you know, just very fairytale ish, like snap out of it, like come down to earth. We're not in your book you're reading over there. Maybe. I guess I just wouldn't think of that as a novel. It would be no. more, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I, I don't know. I'm making stuff up. Yeah, here. yeah, no. It's okay. I like it. to make stuff up too. It's fine. <laughs> no. But some did technically qualify. The stigma of mental illness, though, at this time is unimaginable. Families were embarrassed by it. Yeah. Lots of shame. They were even scared of their loved one's behavior because they didn't understand it. So, I mean, the unfortunately, they often locked up these family members. You know, they were locked in basements, closets, mm-hmm. barns, or dropped off at the local asylum. You just didn't know where you were going to end up. That's really sad. It is sad. Um, so by 1881, the building housed over 700 patients. But it was built for 250? Mm-hmm. Okay. Technically, it was built for 300 um, because staff lived on, okay. on site. So keep in mind that the dairy farm and the livestock and the kitchen, their supply and food chain is for 300 people. And now they're trying to feed 700 yeah, that doesn't work. No, people are starting to become malnutrition. And you know how you and I feel when we get hungry, And you can imagine yeah. how irritable people are getting when there's not enough food for anybody. Yeah. Gone are the private rooms. Mm-hmm. And all the sunshine and the wandering around the yard. I yeah. don't see it happening. No, it's starting to go down really fast. Um, they start using very unplanned and barbaric forms of treatment. You know, like you said, there was this plan for art and walking around the gardens. And now they're trying to just contain these people. So some of the things that they did were bloodletting and insulin coma therapy.
0: What is that?
1: It's insane. So we know what bloodletting is. Yeah, yeah. Insulin coma therapy was used mostly for schizophrenia, but also for drug addicts and diagnosed psychopaths. I'm not sure how you get that diagnosis. I didn't I didn't dive into that. But if you were diagnosed as a psychopath, you qualified for insulin coma therapy. Wow. Right? So this involved the patients um, repeatedly being injected with large doses of insulin to produce daily comas over several weeks. Oh, my usually God. Usually taking place six days a week for about two months. Well, that can't be good for you. No. And this is supposed to alter... The signals in your brain. So this is basically just
0: experimentation on these people to see what would happen, mm-hmm,
1: pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, there's claims from these doctors that it helps, but I don't think at this time people were looking to see the studies that were done. No. Um, this At this time, this is when seclusion cells and confinement cribs were introduced for violent patients. Ugh, if okay. they couldn't watch them all the time. They couldn't be trusted for what they were going to do, so they had to lock them up.
0: Oh, and it's easy for them to say, well, it's for their own safety. Oh, we're just site safety for
1: everything, and you can get away. I mean, in one aspect, I can see it. You're scared. You can't have this patient running around assaulting people. But then at the other time, like, you don't know necessarily if it's being used properly. Yeah. No, I see that. Um, in nineteen thirteen, the hospital's name was changed to the Weston State Hospital, and by now the original mission was obviously just sideways. Yeah. The treatment became more of maintenance and survival than rehabilitation. The hospital was extremely overcrowded, and it was it couldn't get any funding. There was some construction; there were some new buildings being built, but as soon as they were done, they were filled. Wow. So, and they really, most of the new construction really, though. like I said, they put on a medical facility, mm-hmm. they weren't, it wasn't necessarily more patient housing. And also another interesting fact, so that during that time in the Civil War, like coming out of the Civil War, this was actually one of the um, mainstays for like the AT&T? community. No, well, no? yes. I mean, okay. there was some of that, but this is one of the mainstays. This, this area did not experience economic hardship at that time like other communities because oh, okay. this was a large form of work and at that time the hospital was thriving
0: okay i can see that yeah yeah
1: so it was very it was very interesting so i mean it really was like i said it was meant to be such a great place yeah, it, it Sounds so like it. It sounds many like the intention intentions were amazing. but there wasn't any of those checks and balances put in place to make sure that things didn't get out of control um so by 1938, the hospital was home to 661 patients. It's growing. Yeah. Uh, at this time, the records indicate patients were admitted for things such as epilepsy, alcoholism, drug addiction, and the non-educable mental defectives. Okay. They're starting to drop anybody off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. They couldn't stop it. Um, by 1949, they're up to 1,800 patients. And that's the same year that the local newspaper, the Charleston Gazette, attempted to expose the facility. Okay. So they had a group that went in there and they took pictures and, of the damaged furniture, the lack of furniture, um, insufficient sanitation, just poor and absent lighting. There was areas where there was no heat during the winter. But that didn't stop. It just kept on going. Oh. Yeah, the facility housed 2,500 patients in the 1950s, 10 wow. times the amount of patients as it was originally planned. Can you imagine? I went from a private room to sharing a room with 10 people. There's people in the hallways just oh sleeping, no. people everywhere.
0: That's crazy.
1: 300 people max. It's
0: crazy that there was enough people to be employed
1: there that would be a part of this. Well, and that was the problem is that they weren't. They were quitting. They were going through staff like crazy because no one could stay to work there. You can't. How many people do they have working there? No. Trying to pay Staff was getting assaulted. It was basically, if you're in a facility that has 2,500 people that was meant for 250, if you weren't losing your mind when you got dropped off there, you were shortly losing your mind thereafter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it was creating, it was creating it was, people who
1: needed help. Well, and people for who sure. were already agitated. Were just yeah, highly agitated. They couldn't function. There's no food. There's no clothing. They couldn't find peace and quiet. There's you. Know, no. Mm-mm. It was. It was completely. It sounds out of like control. hell. And the staff didn't know what to do. So if patients were acting out, they were, you know, they were confined. They were chained to walls. Um, in empty rooms they they just didn't the staff and i'm not making excuses for the staff because that's horrid but they just couldn't even find ways to protect the patients from other patients i i don't know how they could
0: imagine i don't even know what you would do on a daily basis like what would your job even be yeah what do you do
1: i know where do you start and people wanting food and you don't have food and they want clothes so this once imagined just peaceful and tranquil place for the mentally ill to feel safe and roam freely has now become just utter chaos and desperation became a factor for everybody for the patients for the staff and there was just an increase in questionable procedures being performed so now we start doing ice water baths we have seclusion cells electroshock therapy And there's also a question as to how staff got consent to even do these treatments. So they were calling family and basically saying they have a procedure that's going to fix their family member or their loved one. Is that okay? Oh, okay. Like, no details given, no real consent. They get the okay and they just... Well, and I mean, I'm sure a lot of these
0: people just trusted that they were at a hospital of sorts. And then these were doctors and it was medical and that they were... And they probably were like, well, we've tried everything, so
1: go for it. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about the lobotomy. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Specifically the ice pick lobotomy. Oh. What? I'm sorry. I just... I have... The fact that this was going on, it needs to be talked about. So do you know what a lobotomy is? Yeah. Okay. So it's a type of like neurosurgery they did for mental disorders, Uh right? And it involves severing the connections in the brain's prefrontal cortex. I'm going to tell you about the ice pick lobotomy in a little bit detail because that's who I am. If you're squeamish and you don't want to hear it, listeners, if you want to fast forward a minute, you can. But I feel like this happened and we need to talk about it. No, I'm ready. So, Walter Freeman was a famous surgeon, and he was just a huge proponent for lobotomies. He performed most of his procedures at state-funded hospitals. Okay. I'm going to call that a red flag Mm -hmm. as a healthcare worker. (laughs) So, he believed the mentally ill were simply just too self-aware. Their overactive emotions called them to, caused them to obsess about their problems. Okay. The lobotomy was effective, in his opinion, because it severed the connections between the front lobe and the, of the brain and the thalamus, which he called the seat of a human emotion. Okay. So basically, no more connections, no more emotions.
0: <sighs> the thought of that's just so sad, though. So sad keep
1: going. It's sad that he you're just too self-aware. That's yeah. but a little fun fact for you. Guess who I'm going to have you guess. Who received more lobotomies, females or males?
0: Ooh. I'm going to go with females yeah
1: because they're emotional yeah well, that's why that's yeah why. so like, he thought, oh, well, if we they're could just... always
0: telling us that we're all just yeah. down over there yeah so <laughs> you yeah. sever
1: those things in there and oh. you're good to go okay so about the procedure you might want to hold your eyes okay. i'm holding them <laughs> yes you should so the ice pick lobotomy began with the patient receiving two or three jolts of electricity from an electroshock therapy machine
0: Okay.
1: The patient would seize and convulse, but eventually lie still, because there's no anesthesia. So this oh was my like, God, this okay. was his form of anesthesia. Jesus, it's so barbaric. Uh-huh. It's nauseating. I would have to say that's the most unique sedation technique I have. I've never heard of it. Ever heard of? No. Okay, so Freeman would then lift the patient's eyelid and <gasps> insert an ice pick-looking instrument. Called a lucitome through a tear duct. Oh. He would then use a surgical hammer and lightly tap the instrument knock, knock, to break through the bone. Then he would move to behind the patient's head, push the instrument in about an inch and a half into the frontal lobe of the patient's brain, and move the sharp tip back and forth, oh. severing the connections of the prefrontal lobe. Ooh this was this okay the next day oh my
0: god this is definitely the worst i've heard on our
1: entire podcast it's bad isn't it i mean there's been some bad stuff yeah this is like i have pictures to share with you oh i'm sorry i I mean that like they're not that graphic but the thing is is people helped him do this and they thought it was doing good He kept record of 3,439 lobotomies that he performed during his career. He claimed his technique was so easy that he could teach it to other state hospital psychiatrists in a day or two, who, like him, had no certification or certificate in surgery. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so I could tell you more about uh, Dr. Freeman, but That's I'm pretty sure he needs his own season of Dr. Dot. Good
0: God. I have a feeling. And, uh, like, this whole time, I know this sounds really, really shallow and bad. I'm just going to say it anyway. I still can't get my eyebrows done because I don't know if there's going to be somebody out there that knows what the hell they're doing that actually does this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm. how many people do you hear that are like, oh, I should totally get my certification in, like, a couple of days and it's no big deal. I should, I should do that. And I'm like,
1: I'm I not. would... Sign With up Freeman. for one of those yeah. people. Yeah. I know. I, and now yes.
0: he's teaching people to do lobotomies like they're teaching people to do freaking eyebrows in a day. Mm. That's
1: my Or to you get your ears pierced at Claire's. You just watch a video on YouTube and yeah. then you sign the certificate. I was a victim of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We should get you a t shirt. I, I was a victim of Claire's ear piercing. Oh,
0: come on. In the 80s, we the oh, things yeah. we survived, it's, it's pierced no joke. I just my
1: own ear. What, like a potato? Ice cube. Did you do the potato thing? No, just an ice cube. Yeah. We were dumb. Um, so, as you can see, the violence just continues to grow and grow. The first... I just... I can't imagine what it went on, like, in these walls, but... No. The staff just couldn't handle the number of patients. The patients were fighting amongst each other, even killing each other. There's reports of patients killing other patients.
0: I, I'm not surprised. Staff
1: was routinely sure. assaulted... Many reports of rape. And then they couldn't get staff under these conditions. They couldn't get anyone to work there. They couldn't keep anybody. So the this just led to more and more savage types of treatment. And really, it's just containment. Like I said, they were they started um, keeping patients in cages, like wooden cages in the yeah. common area, so that they could watch them because they couldn't control them. There's restraint chairs that they used, which basically look like an electric chair.
0: Yeah. Where yeah, the patients sure.
1: like had us arms and they're even like gagged because they were so out of control. Oh,
0: right. They probably didn't even want to hear them yelling and screaming and tearing <sighs> on. I,
1: that's so wow. sad. And they were, I mean, they couldn't get them clean. They didn't have any clothes. I mean, they were dirty. They were naked, running around this facility covered oh in feces, God. urine. It's, I, I mean, it became deplorable. It was so out of control but that's
0: what i'm saying like how is there even staff there at all like how are you even coming into work yeah i
1: i feel like it if was... i walked
0: into that situation i've been like i'm out i'm in the wrong yeah. place here clearly yeah. this isn't where it's i'm very, supposed to very very true
1: very few people who are ethical and moral can tolerate a situation like that right
0: so it doesn't surprise me that there was all of that going on because I could see the people that would stay there and be on staff were the people who had no problem and actually probably enjoyed any form of torture. They could have, been part of, of the they could have or been part of the abuse. Rape or yeah. whatever. They saw mm-hmm. an opportunity to get away with whatever they wanted to do and that's what they did.
1: Yeah. I they they probably did. I'm gonna tell you a couple um tragic stories. I'm sorry, of situations that happened. Uh they're pretty violent. But just some examples of things that were going on in the facility at the time. So there was three gentlemen that were roommates. They said that one of the roommates, he was, he kind of had a, he was older, but he was probably had like a 10 year old mentality. He was prone to some like violent outbursts, but he wasn't technically violent. But he ended up getting roomed in like this violent area of the hospital with two other violent roommates. Okay. They got tired of him. So they took bedsheets and they wrapped him around his neck and they threw the bedsheets over the pipes in the ceiling and they would hang him just long enough to let him, like, pass out. And then they would, like, drop him again and, you know. Oh, my god They tortured him for a while. And then they decided that they were going to... Um, you know, like the old hospital beds that were iron, iron front, like you see Uh them, in like the movies for like orphanages and like hospitals. So they lifted one corner of it and they stuck his head under (gasps) there and then they jumped on the bed until they crushed his skull.
0: Oh my God.
1: Okay. So Uh, things are obviously very, uh very unwell if patients have this amount of time to do these things.
0: You guys can't see my face. I say words that probably don't go along this, this with. This might like, not be spooky, but it's, it's
1: horrific. My face is reacting. It is. And speaking. there's really not a whole lot you can say. Mm-hmm. Another situation was a nurse went missing during her shift. It was in the evening. They looked everywhere. They couldn't oh. find her. Uh, they assumed she went home. Then she never came back to work. So she pieced out right, like yeah, for the other staff. Yeah. They found her decomposing body two months later in an unused stairwell.
0: So, who knows what happened to that poor lady? Yeah, it's bad.
1: So, in 1985,
0: this is 1985. This isn't that long no,
1: ago. No, no. The Charleston Gazette again exposed the terrible conditions within the hospital. They exposed, like I said before, the same things were going on. Um, patients were sleeping on the floor. There's no heat. It was very dirty. The bathrooms were disgusting. They're smeared with feces. The windows are so dirty you couldn't see through them. The facility was just in disarray. Nothing changed in nineteen ninety two. This local newspaper would not give up. They again said everything that was going on in the facility. Uh, also in nineteen ninety two, a patient by the name of George Edward Bodie, he actually was he died after getting into a physical altercation with another patient. And then another patient, Brian Scott B., died by suicide, and his body was not found for eight days. I only say those two people specifically because I feel like it leads up to 1994. The hospital was forced to close. Okay. Due to the treatment of patient and the poor condition of the building. A new facility was opened in Weston in its place. Okay. So they didn't just shut it down with nowhere for people to go. Okay. Which is Wow.
0: Yeah. Do you think that part of the reason was because they were? I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses, but do you think part of the reason was they were trying to figure out what to do with all of these patients and these people? So they had to have that like plan B over here so they could.
1: Yeah. I mean, read up on Elgin Mental Institution right over here on 31. Yeah. They've been trying to close it for years, but there's oh, nowhere yeah. for the patients to go.
0: Well, that's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. Because you can't just close a place. You, mm-hmm. you have well, yeah, 2,500 patients. Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? You can't even get in there to rehab the facility. No. It's it's very... I
0: wouldn't even know where to begin. Like, even having the good intentions of we're going to go in and we're going to fix this, I wouldn't even know how. How to go about it. Mean, you would have to...
1: Yeah. Um, no. I mean, you would have to decrease population, first of all. Mm-hmm. So there's no wonder why this place is haunted. So what do they say about it? Uh, well, I'll tell you. But first, so the hospital it has a new owner. Do I know the owner? No. You're looking at me like I know this guy, no. girl. I just thought it was interesting. Oh. Um, so it was empty for years, and then the state actually actually auctioned off the hospital and the surrounding property. It was bought by the highest bidder a Mr. Joe Jordan in August of 2007. Guess how much he bought it for? Five dollars, one point five million. Oh, close. <laughs> close. So this guy is a asbestos removal. Is an asbestos removal company. Okay. So I'm like, where is what is he doing? I don't know, but asbestos is a big deal, and I figure he probably is like. Hey, I
0: mean, back in the day when they found out what was going on with this, and you needed to get it removed, like everybody needed
1: this guy. Yeah, so he, so probably he probably made probably a, killing. Has a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. He reopened it as the trans. Allegheny Lunatic Asylum.
0: Wow, I mean, just the name itself. Like, let's just call it a lunatic asylum.
1: Well, I mean, they call it the West Virginia, whatever state for the insane hospital. You you know
0: what I'm saying?
1: Well, this is exactly lunatic asylum. People are pretty upset about that, but he wanted to bring it back to like the history of it. Like, this is where it started. That's what he's saying. But he might like the controversy that's brought to the media Mm -hmm. when people get angry you know i don't know the more people are talking about it i can do what i
0: want
1: the more people talk about it the more clicks it's getting so maybe he likes that but that's the name now he decided that and that's what it is so whether you like it or not it's joe's world we're living in all right all right so you can visit the building there's guided history tours there's paranormal tours there's ghost tours if you're an experienced ghost hunter, you can book a private eight hour ghost hunt as long as you provide your own insurance and bring your own equipment. So it's empty? Well, somewhat. So I'll tell you a little bit more about that.
0: Because I get naming it something like that if it's just going to be for like ghost tours and That's all it is. haunted, yeah. whatever. Oh, okay.
1: All right. Well, then I guess you know, it's not a hospital. I thought for sure that he was opening into something else. Yeah. No, it's not. Okay. So all proceeds that he gets from his tours and everything. Go back to restoration and maintenance of the building and the property. Oh, it's okay. nothing more than maintaining. It probably needed
0: a lot. A historic building, right?
1: Um, there's a haunted house going on there right now, Tara. I would if go. You're interested.
0: I would definitely go.
1: There's even there's a fall fest. They even have Easter icons on the front lawn. Like this has become. So,
0: it's like a family friendly place that people actually enjoy to go. It's, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's a community. It kind of came full circle to what it it was supposed to be. It is, but there's a
1: little bit, it's very, uh, there's a love and hate relationship, I think, with the community. Because so, if you decide to do a tour, your tour guide will be dressed in clothes that resemble the 19th century nurse. So, the blue dress with the white apron and the cap and the white shoes. Yeah. There's patient's artwork, like the paintings, poems, drawings are displayed. Okay. So there's a lot of
0: yeah, I, I mean know. it brings me back to the, the your story on the in New Orleans with the
1: house and having everybody yeah.
0: tour it and seeing all of that. Like so it's it, kind of the same thing, right? It
1: is. Yeah. But and there's only portions of the building that has been restored. Uh, one of the patient wards was restored. And then they, they only restored one room, and they left the, the other 23 as is. So the isolation cells are still there. The rings are still hanging on the wall that chain the people. The gurneys are still there. Mm. The All the instruments used for the lobotomies, oh. the electric shock therapy, it's all there. So they restored a little bit, and... There's obviously, there's also portions of the building that are off. Um, you can't visit those portions unless you, you know, you do the ghost tour. And then there's certain portions of the building you can, you can visit. But when you okay. sign up for a tour, you, you sign up for something specific.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So you don't have free reign. You just have, this is your half to explore. Yes. Okay. And then,
1: and it's, most of it's guided. But like mm-hmm. I said, they only did one patient room. They restored one patient room and they left the rest of it as is. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's cool, but I can't think of another word right now. Like, to see it, because once again, it's history, Mm -hmm. and it's something we don't want to repeat, so I think we should learn from it. Absolutely. But I have mixed emotions on how it should be displayed. Yeah. So obviously, there's a lot going on here. Hauntings, ghosts, paranormal. There's over 2,000 people alone buried in the cemetery on the grounds. So there's different reasons for that. If you died while you were in the facility, if your family didn't claim your body, if you didn't have family to claim your body, if your family couldn't afford to bury you. Um, So there's at least 2,000 bodies buried on the grounds there. Wow. That are accounted for. There's supposedly a lot of unmarked graves. Uh, So as far as spirits, we have a huge mix in the building. I mean, we have people from the Civil War. We have the mentally ill and the people who were just dropped off because no one wanted to deal with them. And she read too many novels. Hey. Wow. That's a variety of spirits. It is. You have the disobedient housewife and you have the schizophrenic. So there's many sightings of apparitions they're you know ghostly figures they're fully clothed walking through the hallway at night shadowy figures everywhere um most commonly reported is a woman who's dressed all in white kind of like a victorian gown so it's cinched at the waist and kind of the big bell yeah you know what i'm talking about um some specific ghosts i'm going to tell you about a couple one is ruth so okay. she's a former patient and she occupies the first floor of the building which is called the Civil War Ring. That's where they stayed when they had oh, taken yeah, yeah. over the building okay. in the very beginning. It's the oldest part of the hospital. Ruth did not like men. No one knows why, but she hated men. She always would throw things at them. She just could not tolerate them. They say today she still wanders the hallways where she pushes them up against the wall. And she'll like shove them. And then they say that you can hear her whistling in that hallway
0: that's
1: kind of fun though yeah i mean i'm not a guy so i don't know yeah yeah i would just be like what up ruth Ruth." yeah this one is a little bit more scary uh lily she is a fourth floor spirit she's just a child she's only nine years old oh she wears a white dress um there's a little bit of controversy on how lily ended up at the hospital one story says she was dropped off by her parents, and they never returned. Another story states that she was born to a committed mother. So oh. the mother was committed while she was pregnant, gave birth there at the hospital, and then Lily lived at the hospital with her mother.
0: Wow. Can you imagine? No. Even being raised there? No.
1: It makes quite a story. Oh. So she died of pneumonia at the age of nine, never leaving the hospital. She hangs out in a room that's filled with toys on the fourth floor. Uh, she likes to play games with staff and visitors. She rolls a ball. She moves toys. She plays her music box. And uh, there's reports that she will hold your hand.
0: What? I got chills. Mm-hmm. Woo. I have goosebumps.
1: So she's really friendly. And apparently, if you visit there more than once, she's been known to recognize people. Really? So. That's
0: kind of cool. I go back and forth with all this stuff, you know.
1: Like, But she, they say you can hear her giggling, and that's what's really off-putting to a lot of people. Well, it's creepy. Yeah. Like she's, she's and giggling, that's. But holding hands, oh my God. Yeah. It's, mm.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I would handle that. I don't know, but I kind of want to go there. Just because, you know, I mean, we joke about this stuff. We go back. I go back and forth. There's some things I'm like, ooh, that's cool. I wonder if that's really, I want to believe in it, but I just, I don't really know what I think. Like, until I go somewhere and I see it with my own eyes, I'm not
1: sure I'll believe it. I don't know how much of this I believe, but I definitely believe there's no way that it's doesn't, that it's not filled with spirits.
0: For sure, there has to be some, yeah, no, I know.
1: There's no right. way.
0: But can I ask you something? Yeah. Do you think everyone's really wearing white? Or do you think it's just because they're a ghost and so that's the color of their dress?
1: Like, it could be a green dress, Jen. And she's hey. a ghost, so it's white. I agree. I agree. I think it's just white because that's what color ghosts are. That's, that's what the I, color of spirits. That's right? what They're either white or black. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> also <laughs> on the fourth floor is a blast. Blast. This part, I'm stuttering already and getting my words mixed up because it just creeps oh. me out. And you can watch the video. There's videos of this.
0: Will you show me after?
1: Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I have to sleep tonight. But there's this black mass-like apparition referred to as the creeper. Ooh. So it's like a person, but it crawls along on the floor.
0: <gasps> Those are the worst. You know
1: what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's yeah. There's
0: video. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't know if it's real. Almost like a spider person,
0: like yes, 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 like, all like, like the ring, like how she yes,
1: yes, yeah. The yeah. I don't do that very well. No, that's I don't a, like it. it's the worst one. <laughs> and there's also a gentleman named Jacob. He's a soldier, and he's just seen strolling through the hallways, just almost like he's on guard. He doesn't bother anybody. He's got to keep the creeper in. He doesn't do anything. He's you just strolling around. And then, of course, there's don't forget all the reports of banging
0: isn't. okay, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: besides the traditional screaming you know, of the traditional screams and moans and cries, I mean, there's so many people tortured there. Mm. You can't not expect to hear something like that. But visitors also describe an overwhelming feeling of sadness in certain oh. areas of the hospital where they just... Yeah. Oh, I,
0: yeah. I believe it. All of those people that have that whole...
1: They can feel that other side. Right.
0: With like the belief of like you're purple. You have a purple, like I don't never know how to take those people because you guys, I just I just don't know enough about it. I'm not saying that it's not real. I'm just saying I personally don't know enough about it. But I do think that's interesting, right? You know, like an aura about you. Yeah. So I would just this like I'm just like I just feel sadness. Like a rain
1: cloud there. Yeah. I just um a couple other fun stories. I don't know if you can call them that I read. There was a story, this lady, they were having a fall festival. Like I said, they try to use the facility for the community. So they were making sure everyone was out of that part of the building so they could start setting up for the fall festival. There was a couple of volunteers that were walking around, checking the building. They came across this guy and they're like, hey, what are you doing in here? Like, you know, you don't need you need to be out like whatever. And they're like, and he's like, I'm just trying to find my way out my way out of here.
0: Okay, yeah. So
1: they tell him how to get out. No one ever saw him leave. And they never found him in the building. Ooh. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's fun. You know, it's not yeah. really scary. Uh, so if you go online the So stuff- wait,
0: was he wearing a white outfit? Or was he wearing like real clothes? They didn't
1: say that. Yeah, they just thought he was like a person. Like, so, this is what I'm saying. So, ghosts can look like normal people yeah, if they want. No, to there go. was no like he was a white apparition. No, they right. actually thought they were talking like to a guy. A yeah. person. They're like, oh, did you see him leave or whatever? We saw that guy. Did you see him leave? Because, you know, everyone's. They're like, what do you mean? They're like, you? no, no one left. They're like, about? oh, we gave him directions to the front like he was leaving and like, we didn't see anyone leave. Could and be then, like the I want to touch your feet guy. So, because... then they went to go, you know, look to see, make sure he was out and they couldn't find anybody. Yeah. I don't know. And then, you can read online, I, I read about this other person's experience, so they did one of the overnights, and they heard um, what sounded like the screeching in the wheels of, like, a stretcher.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And it was on, like, the other side of, like, this is the area you could be in, and then that's the area you couldn't go in. Yeah. And then they went over there, and they couldn't find anything. Yeah. But they could still hear it, and or? then they went back and they could hear it, and then they left. They didn't stay the night there because okay. you can pay, like, you don't. I mean, you can do if you want to bring your ghost equipment or whatever, but you can yeah. stay there. It's an eight hour experience, you stay there till like six in the morning. You don't technically have to be a ghost hunter, but if you are a ghost hunter, you need to provide insurance and bring your own equipment. Okay, would so, you do it? I don't know. I'm not sure. My problem is, is I want it to be authentic. I don't want to be someone, I don't want Bob on the other side I'm making stretcher noises. Do you know what I mean? I want someone to sign up. This That's is exactly real. what I was We're thinking. We're not going to fuck with you. I want the right, real right, deal. Right. Because so I have my, no doubt that it's right, haunted, right. but somebody, I, you know, like those, I feel like I've seen the movie before where like, the place was haunted, but they didn't let it be haunted. They, like, faked the haunt, and then yeah. the haunt really happened.
0: Well, that's, as movie? soon as you said that, I was like, so who put the noise the machine behind? You know, because a person doesn't necessarily have to be there. They can just put something in the wall somewhere that you can't see and turn it on whenever yeah. they want to. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, it could noises. be... You could set up anything. Banging noises.
1: Um, but, I mean, if you...
0: I mean, you can't fake a ghost holding your hand and rolling a ball. I don't think.
1: But. No, but they also do. There's you can listen online too. They, I mean, everybody's been there, right? Like Ghost Hunter, Paranormal Activity. There's like ten different of those type of groups that have gone yeah. in and like post their videos and. Oh yeah. You can hear someone say like "get out," and you know there was another couple. They went there. They were there with their family. They were there with their two kids. And so rumor has it, the one soldier, Jacob, he'll come out if you offer him a cigarette.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, and so the dad was being like a smart ass, right? When they're walking on the Hawaii and he was like, I got a cigarette for you, Jacob. Jacob, you want to smoke? Like, blah, 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 Like being a smart ass. And like, he heard, shut up. Like in his ear. Oh. And... He was like, what? I was just kidding, like, to his wife. And his wife wasn't there. Oh, God. (laughs) And so, I mean, like, all those stories like that. He's like, we got to go. He's like, you didn't tell me to shut up. And she's like, what are you talking about? You know, and he's like, someone just whispered in my ear to shut up. And I thought it was you. And she's like, it wasn't me. Like, she's over here.
0: Yeah.
1: So there's, like, all these. You could read all these crazy stories. Oh, yeah. Well. I could go on and on and on.
0: Well, and then. I mean, we truly had our own creepy experience that we told from the hotel, mm-hmm. and I don't believe that there's just somebody waiting around for somebody no, you know, to wander we into were. that area randomly and then turn on that kind of music. No, that's I agree. not happening.
1: I agree. That really happened. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I I like those type of experiences more than.
0: Well, if we would have seen like the creeper come out of that door that was locked oh, downstairs, stop.
1: I have chills <laughs> I even mean... thinking about it i don't know oh
0: I, we would have had to take you to the insane asylum
1: oh seriously
0: I'm you can me
1: up james allegheny here i found <laughs> too uh, many novels don't worry about it <laughs> you're reading books again that's it you're gone <laughs> I, I it's funny but it's not i have one other fun fact it's not really fun but Ooh. rosemary kennedy do you remember rosemary kennedy uh-huh She was the Kennedy who, like, suffered from severe mood swings, mentally ill. Mm -hmm. She actually received a lobotomy from Dr. Freeman in November of 1941 and was never the same. Her dad gave consent for her to be treated out of desperation without her mother's approval. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. What? So not just... Not, I mean, it was, it was across the board. It was all demographics. It wasn't because you were poor or you were, it was sheer. Some of these people, they were victims of desperation. Mm -hmm. People had reached the end of their
0: rope and they didn't know what to do. And they turned to this quack, which is unfortunate because... Cause you know when you, you know sometimes when you really want to believe something's gonna work for you or, he might
1: have really wanted to believe that he was doing good
0: yeah he, he may have I don't know he might have exactly but you know what I'm saying like you're like no I really and so you you research and you look into these things and you you try to find all the things that support your reason why you should do it and you kind of just like ignore the other all stuff the other you're stuff. like
1: you know I, I do get these eyebrows because' <laughs> that yeah. Did not count yeah yeah no I agree it's so I don't if anybody has visited this place I want to hear I want to hear I want to hear about your personal experience or if you plan to go there um what your thoughts are about how they're doing the tours how they changed their name I know it's very controversial
0: I would love to hear more about it that's crazy like do you take your family there and do the easter egg hunt and then at halloween do you go you know do a ghost tour or yeah. you know
1: so right now if you want to stay there overnight you can't just so you know if you're looking to make plans because the haunted house is going on. Ooh, Yeah. overnight stays not right now during spooky season this is peak time Man, how bad do
0: i want a twofer like i want to go back there and do some whitewater rafting and then check Step this by. place out yeah we'll just swing by so I hope that was uh, something to wrap up spooky season. That was crazy. I've never heard of that place before. It's oh the lobotomies mm-hmm. and the creeper. Those two were for sure my like. Ugh. Yeah. My or if life. you
1: find any other cool stories online, yeah. Oh, send I- them. Send them to us. I would love to hear more. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Me too.
0: And that wraps up spooky season. It does. Happy
1: Halloween, everyone. Have a safe time. Get lots of candy. Yeah. Be ghoulish. I guess next week. Yeah. Next week. It's going to be a surprise. Surprise. We're not telling you.
0: Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you then.